I'm good. I'm good, man. Killing it. All right. Welcome, welcome, ladies and germs, to the 31st episode of the Empire Excel podcast. I'm your host, Dorf, joined by Josh. How's it going, Josh? Good. All right. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, last week off, um, I started a new day job, and we uh, kind of spent, some, spent some long hours there and took it off. So, anywho. Welcome to tonight's show. Uh, tonight is kind of a topic that was on the original list when Josh and I decided to kind of do this uh, this podcast uh, a while back, and that would being you know how do we turn the oops bump because you know you don't actually have dials and you're trying to do things in mice, so it kind of gets away from me sometimes. Anyway, um, how do we how do you make the Libertarian Party a force in politics and Getting deeper than the surface level, you know, the answers that the the Waldertarian crew would generally give. I do, I do have a, a very uh, brief opening statement. Attempt to answer the question, and that's I want people so, to know because um, with that in mind, you know, maybe people Josh, know my views on other things, maybe they the, don't. Uh, the questions begin. Yes or no, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I will be, and I, I'm assuming Dorf will be as well. I will be conducting this episode as if the system is legit. Now, there may be people out there who are like-minded with me in many other ways, and maybe you just think it's all rigged, right? Maybe you think it's all nonsense. Um, maybe you you think none of it matters. The Either the whole thing's rigged from top to bottom or simply the duopoly is working together to rig the system completely and nefariously against any third party i to those people out there i feel you i do i i feel you but tonight's show is working on the assumption that that isn't the, isn't the case we're going to work on the assumption that the system is legit and that what we're discussing is indeed possible. Is that is that, is that a fair uh, opening statement? Okay. Well, that's at least our aim. That's all I'll add to it. Okay, so without further ado, actually, if you're watching this in video form, you do see these questions that we are going to ask on the screen to the, it would be my right, left of my face, depending on how, however you, uh, your viewing experience may be. Um, first question here, um, Josh, in your opinion, how do you break through the, the, the two-party system, as you intended to in your opening statement there? Um, it may seem that it's corrupt and treacherous sure. system that only protects it all, its own which i really true uh but it is not impossible to um so this is the, the rules of the game are laid out clearly ed um it may they may not be fair but uh they still are the constraint the reality is still the constraint here how do we break through the libertarian party break through 
the two party All right. uh, to now with this i would uh, say the, at least i'm going to be as as the questions are being phrased i'm going to try my best to answer from a position of the libertarian party but for the most part this what i'm going to attempt to lay out is true for any third party that would want to break in so so how 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 would a third party how would the libertarian party how would the LP break into the two-party system? How would you shatter the duopoly and get in there to to actually, you know, break in and become a legitimate third party? Not even a major third party, just, you know, break in and, and make it something other than an absolute two-party system. I would say the the two main things with this is one would be entering into congress people always want to talk about the how how important local elections are yes local elections are very important to things that local people want but you know what else local elections are is they're very unimportant to the rest of the world they're very unimportant to the rest of the country but if you could, in essence, break into Congress in some way. Again, they're unimportant to the rest of the country except very, very limited select areas. I would argue the like the mayor of Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York City are a little bit more important than the mayor of uh, Podunk. Right, but th those positions are heavily dominated either Republican or Democrat. And, and 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 to and taking those taking those positions are right up with winning president of the United States. Yes, I mean those 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 positions always have a libertarian running for them. Always. Much like the president. Much like the presidency. But what chance do they have? It would be great. Th this seems to be the typical answer is you need to get some members in Congress. And I agree. I agree that if you could get some members in Congress and get a few Senate seats, this would be huge. This would create a parliamentary style bit of power. Right. Right. Either the Republicans or the Democrats would have to reach out to the Libertarian Party in order to gain a majority. And in doing so, unless the Libertarians continue to just be... You'd have to build a coalition. Perhaps. I mean, perhaps. But um, they can't do that if the Libertarians legitimately gain 15 or 20 House seats or even... Four or five, or, 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 to, or to the Republicans, uh, they, they, they can't do it. Libertarians is being anti-American and and crush them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and they would need to be. They would need uh, Josh and, um, to be entirely realistic. Your house seats are a targeted, well-funded campaign in, in seven or ten locate you know congressional districts. In two years. Right, and that's you the problem is that 
every now is like every independent that you can force your way into committee spot you know spots on committees ev probably not um like the angus king or bernie sanders thing oh, i'm an independent but i caucus with the democrats yeah come on mm -hmm. like you'd have to do that uh, well i'm a libertarian but i caucus with no the for sure which there are, you know, you, you look at like the House Freedom Caucus or whatever like that. That's the half-assed attempt at doing this. That that, Not that that group of uh, individuals does anything more than write strongly worded letters and do anything. But you know what I mean. You, you, would, need to, you would need more than a, a, a great first start is a step. Um, which find the right district with a vulnerable. You're going to pick off a Republican to do this. So let's be honest. Um with a vulnerable Republican and yeah, run right. their right on and social And the thing issues. is, Dorf, is that... The right on social issues, but, you know, you run to the libertarian side of the spectrum on a few wedge issues that are hyper-targeted in that district, you got a shot. Um, perhaps, perhaps. Um, you need a district type where Democrats not going to win. I mean, I mean you, the, the independents that have been in like, Congress that's, that's the kind in of the last 20 years... Doing. In every single case, has been a rejected Republican or Democrat. That's what they've always been. They've been. It was. It was. Right. Yeah, a, a Democrat who is too for school. I mean, Justin Amash. He he was elected as a Republican, bailed on the party in his final year of a two year. I don't know how many terms he served and. The Michigan second, but mm -hmm. they traded a fairly decent guy who, until he he uh, got TDS, um, was a fairly decent congressman. Um, okay, but the thing is, Dor, my 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 answer uh, being big R Congress was was not my was not my full answer. Damn it! Because uh, to be to be quite honest, that's everyone's answer. That's what everybody says. You don't just have to run for all the libertarians do. This is what they say. All sure, the libertarians ahead, do is run somebody for president. They need to get into Congress. Well, actually, to be fair, that act, the libertarians actually are trying to do that. They're just failing. Whether it whether it be fault, well, hang on. Whether it be by fault of their own or by duopoly controlling i i don't want to hear that they're putting well, too much put, into put, the presidential thing they need to put that much into the presidential that much into congress that much into senate that much into local they need to put more into all of those things there isn't you need to put more into congress and less into president josh i don't even um, i don't even I think in order to foothold, you're going to have to do all eggs in one very small, focused, tiny kid. I, I, I say if, you, if we want to be totalitarian in our tax here, not, not in the, like, the political philosophy sense. If we want to maximize okay. our chance at holding some federal level office, you take all your time, effort, and money that you'd spend on foot footing Senate candidates, a presidential candidate in a presidential cycle. So I'm not talking the, the off year, like it'll be here in 22. I'm talking 2024 and you spend all that time effort, okay. and money and like 
five to ten congressional districts. That's it. You have to win a foothold, and then you can start making noise for a couple years to build the libertarian brand before you can start challenge for or be a serious contender for the uh, statewide offices. You know, statewide offices like uh, the U.S. Senate. You know, even the President of the United States. Because ultimately, as we look at the, if we go into the next question here, I know you may not be done answering the first, but I'm going to at least. I haven't started answering the first. Why I say that. (laughs) I know. Screw the 430, you know, screw the 538, focus on 10. (laughs) Right. Okay, Dorf. Dorf, listen. I'm long winded. You're long winded. We're we're, we're both long winded people. I haven't even started my answer to this question. The way to break into the two party system is is not congress it sounds great yes win those congressional okay. seats if you got, what you got but okay. the, the the answer is simple debates it is not a coincidence it is not a coincidence that oh, the two that the republicans and the democrats do not let the libertarian parties in debates they they need to spend every bit of the money they have on getting into debates or on media on commercials saying why aren't the libertarians allowed in the debates because quite frankly there are far too many people who vote every single year who don't even know that the libertarian party is a thing they don't know i run into them i run into them weekly dorf I run into these people constantly who who tell me, wow, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that was a thing. Not dumb people. Not dumb people. People who vote Republican, people who vote Democrat, who say, God, I'll God, I gotta be honest with you. I feel kind of stupid, but I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, why it's this is a rhetorical question. Why do the Republicans and Democrats work so hard together to keep third parties out of the debate? Well, there's a historical example for this in Ross Perot. They let Ross Perot in the debates and do damn near won the thing. If he hadn't dropped out untimely for... uh, unknown myriad reasons maybe because they threatened to kill his daughter at her wedding um maybe for other reasons as well had he not dropped out and then rejoined the race we don't know what would have happened what do you want i don't know probably not what do you got more than 19 percent, which is big maybe what do you got more than the zero electoral votes he got <laughs> maybe but that that will get into when it comes to covering strategy for this thing but if people simply knew who it was how many people can actually tell you the name of the person who ran on the libertarian party for president i can i bet it's i i, I know you can but i bet it's less than 10 percent of the population I bet it's less You're than 10%. Not wrong. And same goes for low, 2016. <laughs> I mean, if when 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 only 10% of the population can actually 
and yes, that, that's not a verified stat, but when only that many people can even name who the person is and they're getting 1% of the vote, imagine if they just showed up on that debate stage. I mean, any if anyone was on that debate stage, if the Republicans, Democrats had the stones to let one other person on that debate stage, anybody could get 10% of the vote against Donald Trump and Sleepy Joe. And your choices are Orange Man, Sleepy Joe, and some dude off the street who they let in the debates. Dude off the street racks up 11%. Imagine if they let Joe Jorgensen in that debate. Imagine if they let Gary Johnson in that debate. Chances are the 50-50 just became 33-33-33. Because people don't care about this stuff and follow it as much as people think they do. That's why they only give them two choices. But that, that's not, to me, the answer is the debates. How do you break into the two-party system? Debates, debates, debates. You spend every cent on put me in the debates. Why aren't we in the debates? Hey, Josh. Can I please be in the debate? So Senate the debate, debate, Congress debate, gubernatorial debate. At least the presidential debate is is a hosted by a non-governmental organization known as the Committee on Presidential Supposedly. Debate. Supposedly. Correct. <laughs> it's representatives from the GOP and the, um, the Democrats, and they just work out rules and uh, notice that there's no representatives from any other party. But um, the threshold has long been, I believe, polling 5% nationally, and they will let you in or something like that. Is that what it is, if I remember correctly? Um, so it, it actually changes from from cycle year to year okay yeah um for some reason I whatever they want it to be whatever they want it's in a just over the uh conceivable oh yeah in polls that they pick is credible <laughs> so mm -hmm. as as we've noticed the uh god i forgot who did it. so he's uh richard barris is the guy's name he's known as the people on twitter he's a private pollster he funds his pollster activities on patreon it's great um Accurate as fuck, too, by the way. Um, did an analysis of all the major polling firms with, like, their polling error uh, over the last, like, three or four presidential cycles. And, like, the one that always gets, like, the, the polling firm that always like, uh, smeared is, oh, it's just a Republican pollster, Scott Rasmussen. Rasmussen is, like, the most accurate by far. And has been for a long time. It has been for a long time. But, you know, and like the ones that are held up as the gold standard, like have a means, uh, an average error over the last, I forget what the term, three or four, three or four I forget which, cycles. The ABC News uh, Ipsos poll has like an average error of 9%. <laughs> Insane. Like this is, this is something that's relatively 50-50 most years. It's like the 5347 at worst. How can you be off by nine and still keep your model? I can understand right. once where like the 2016 year, the, the assumptions you made about the electorate and their voting habits based on demographical factors just got tossed into the air. But how the hell do you repeat the same mistakes? 
this this is akin to the weatherman reporting that tomorrow there's a 50% chance of rain. Isn't there always a 50% chance of rain? Can't you just say that every day and always be right? Yeah. I get, I, I'm not saying there's always a 50% chance I mean, of rain. That's an, I'm just saying that's an you can... scientific way of looking at things, but yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If the, you, the can, you can of say rain, that every day. The condition of rain, or, or if you even if you want to simple, or actually expand that to precipitation, um, because we live in the next of the woods where it's snow. Um, there's a 50% chance of precipitation today, and well, it is a binary state, so it either is or isn't. Okay, a very simplistic way of you know, oh, it's flip weather. It's going to do that today. In reality, that's not the case, but. Josh, I get your point, though. I, I get the you're point. always you're always right. Oh, you're always I, right I, if you I, do I that. I gave it just as equal odds that it didn't. Oh, do you know it didn't? So. Right, right. Th this this is my point. It's it's to to take something that is relatively fifty fifty and say there's a nine percent well, chance of error is no, you no, can't be wrong. The, it's not a nine percent chance of error. So like the average error in the polls, their final like. Well, it's supposed to be most accurate final expansive poll is nine percent compared to the actual results. That's that's predicting a let, 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 results twenty twenty was if it was fifty one forty nine roughly national popular vote fifty three forty seven. I I don't remember exactly, but that would be like predicting a fifty one forty nine win, and it being in reality it's like that's horrible <laughs> but they they know it's horrible it's numerical sophistry is is what is is what you're performing by by doing by doing so it's, it's so much to the point that it's irrelevant and, really and, it, it's and, irrelevant in voting and in, in large sample scale in large sample size data nine percent error Terrific. This isn't like, oh, my, my, I shot 15 free throws today and my percentage went down 9% from the day before because I missed, well, 15 is not the perfect divisible. I shot nine free throws today, or 11 free throws today, and I missed one more than I did yesterday. So it's a 9% error. Hmm. Like, it's not that. I mean, your sample size is what, roughly 150 million? Yeah. Whoops. No. Anyway, no, it's, getting uh, back into breaking the two-party system, right? clearing those artificial hurdles is, is I still don't think that's the first step. Win a few house races. House, like there is no house. Most house races don't involve debates. You you don't? Uh, they do, though. They do. If they do, it and then the but no they, they're watched by seven people but that's where they get their sound bites that's True. that's where and the you're media gonna have to work on influence operations to get that free or unearned or under media coverage you're, you're gonna need to break into the local media where um they talk about and they will play your soundbite over and over for you and during their regular scheduled political programming, 
where they're they talk about what you said without you having to pay them to run your ad. So that can't can't make any of that happen without being in debates. That doesn't hurt. Being in the you can run being in debates is is the key. You can run a wacky campaign ad, however, that doesn't your libertarian reputation. So unfortunately, Josh, your best way in is is like what you said is trying to get on a debate stage and getting a catchy soundbite or getting a and, you know the level of uh god i hate some ponage that you saw like when tulsi gabbard and kamala harris's presidential hopes or at least you know getting voted in ascending to the throne because uh your boss dies but uh, believe it or not dorf there are rich libertarians out there there are rich libertarians who 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 want to um create ads and are willing to spend money for ads. You can't have ads when the mainstream media won't play your ads. You you can't when, when dictates if you're willing to pay the same rate as, as the other guys, they have to give you the airtime. If you're willing to pay the post, yeah. they have to put it up there. Otherwise, it's an in-kind campaign to contribution to all of your opponents. Um. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. But no. I. That's that's neat. Yeah. Maybe. I, mean, I, I don't. Uh, that is the law. If I if I understand as I read it, if I as I understand it correctly, that is the law. Now, if that's reality, I'm not sure. CNN and Fox News don't play, wouldn't, wouldn't play, would find a way to not play a libertarian. You can't afford their, their ad rates. That's why. Right. Well, yeah. If you did, you could afford, you could afford to put a libertarian ad, a national libertarian party ad on Tucker Carlson like twice, and that would be your entire annual ad budget at current funding. Right. But, but they don't, but the Republicans and Democrats can't afford it either. They, they get their advertising by Tucker Carlson blowing the republicans and by cnn blowing the democrats that that's where they get it. on that front did you have you seen any of the stuff from project veritas over the last couple of days about cnn no they hooked somebody uh they hooked a cnn by um an undercover reporter agreeing to go out with a guy on tinder and then the uh guy fully admitting that he uh the goal and mission of CNN during the 2020 election cycle was to to prove that Orange Man was bad, so they could get him out of the White House. We, we to to say or you know to prove Orange Man is bad. I I don't need to hire a fake Tinder date to figure that out. Yeah. I mean I I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's pretty obvious at this point. But but yeah, I believe it. So, so Dorf, your next question, right, is do, well, do you want to phrase you, it or are you satisfied with your answer on the how do you break into the two party system? Yes, yes, I, 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 it's it's debates and exposure. Okay, so how do you it's, overcome? De- debates are so huge because you have an opportunity to actually you have to be talk. so. Okay, so to get the debates, the debate stage, you have to be. A serious candidate that can't avoid being talked about, so you have no choice but to be included. I would also, you know, uh, part of that would also be, I would say, reforming the the structure of the Libertarian Party National Convention 
because it quickly becomes a purity contest spiral into the libertarian where unfortunately the soundbite that will be clipped and be played on like the political satire shows like a like a Bill Maher, The Tonight Show, or you know, The Late Show with Steve Bear. The stereotypical, you know, who's the most libertarian when it comes to fringe sexual habits and drug use and um, neg- negative stereotypes about anarchism. Um, and that is a or or what you do, Dorf, is you you do what John Anderson did in nineteen eighty. You do what Bernie Sanders did, who Bernie Sanders is just he's he's a lousy third party candidate because he's just more of a Democrat than the Democrats, in essence. So it makes for a lot. But you do what John Anderson did in 1980 and you put yourself out there and you guilt the other people into it. John Anderson got into a debate, not into a debate with Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter, but he called out Ronald Reagan and ronald reagan said okay if jimmy carter won't have a debate with all three of us i'll debate jimmy carter and then i'll debate john anderson and at least it, it at least made his I, his name known at this point and, i mean my parents are in middle school so. <laughs> um but i'll take your word for it and that's not a terrible strategy of being like i was i i know this art. for historical reasons too i was i was not i was lifting my head up at the time but not yet walking i would imagine Nine, like I said, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a decent strategy. The are you too chicken to debate? You know, are you so weak in your ideas that you're too chicken to debate me? Run that ad on, you know, like on Tucker Carlson and Rachel Maddow one time in the right on the right day of the month. And you might have something that'll at least, you know, that'll get you talked about of this libertarian candidate has balls. And, you know, mm-hmm. you might earn your way on that way. But, and again, for all you people out there, for all you people out there calling us out right now on this point, all of this for the sake of the of this program is working under the assumption that the Libertarian Party is not just simply controlled opposition controlled by the duopoly. <laughs> and there's you know, a I mean, chance that that's it. I mean, and that that very well might be the case. And if I'm, you're out I'm there not, saying, I'm oh, Josh, Adorf, you dopes, you dopes, you just don't get it. You don't I'm, get that I'm it's just, convincing. it's controlled opposition. No, you might be right. You might be right, random dude in front of your computer. You very well might be right, but we're going to pretend like that's not what we're talking about. I, I, there's a, I, honestly, I hadn't thought about that, but just kind of doing the retro, retrospective analysis of like Gary Johnson's campaign in 2016, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I mean, do you. George Organs I mean, was look such at, a non factor here in, in 2020 mm-hmm. that. Can't really say she was controlled opposition because um, what campaign? But you know, Gary Johnson at least had some big time national interviews. Big, big um, examples of it would be Gary Johnson, Bill Weld. On the other side of the token, um, Ralph Nader, Pat Buchanan. Yeah, these guys are, um, you know, are they? 
eloquent fringe people who made some waves or are they controlled opposition from the party that they always supported their whole life so, but that yeah. right you know I mean, so I, I don't know I don't know but again let's pretend like we didn't so you mentioned reputation mm -hmm. right Dorf how, how do you overcome the reputation either by you know how do you break away from the libertarians being your spokespeople and the national <clears throat> reputation of you of libertarians are just republican like pot yeah no exactly libertarians are you're oh you're a republican who smokes pot oh you're a democrat who likes guns that that is the, the, the those are the um the stereotypes of the libertarian reputation okay that's it's a three-part thing for me educate okay. educate embrace and compromise okay you you edu you educate people by actually going out there and trying to tell people what it is libertarians believe you not, not what an individual libertarian believes but what the libertarian party believes as a whole like people for the most part kind of sort of a little bit know what republicans stand for and what democrats stand for and a whole bunch it's of people who vote are history that generally speaking right 97 i would say 95 plus percent of the population who's voted before um is at least familiar enough with one of them to pull the lever right exactly so so you educate on the basic premise when it comes to those stereotypes that you mentioned, Dorf, you embrace them. You embrace them to some degree, but not embrace them in a silly way. Not embrace them stupidly. You say, well, libertarians are Republicans who smoke pot. You as a libertarian say, well, that's not really true, but I thought you Republicans believed in liberty. I thought you Republicans touted freedom. You don't think it should be illegal for a grown adult to smoke pot if they so desire? Um, I thought you Democrats were for open borders. But you're just for, um, what? And it, to, to bring people in and put them on welfare? Or do you actually want to let people in and let them be americans now i i thought you um and then and then comes in the compromise aspect where you say hey um my body my choice right okay cool. that's great I'll do vaccines yeah and so exactly so so my body my choice you you don't want to you you don't think abortion should be illegal that's fine just say but then say okay hey republicans my body my choice isn't so bad as long as we don't have to pay for it right let's let's defund planned parenthood let's uh, let's uh, make let's make sure that your taxpayer dollars never pay for something that you are morally opposed to but if people are going to do, people are going to do what people are going to do. I thought you like freedom, right? 
because one of the biggest problems is and this this is going to be exposed in the next 10 years exposed big time and it might not be exposed for the better it will probably be exposed for the worse it will probably be exposed and it will give way to leftism conquering all i don't want that to happen but i think it will but there's a bunch of on that point the, uh, hang on, let me, let me finish. Okay, this is this ahead. is a, this is a this is a streaming thing here. I got I gotta it, go the point will be lost because okay, no the there's a whole bunch of poor Republicans out there, not poor wealth wise. There's a whole bunch of people out there who are voting Republican every year who think they are supporting liberty. They really do. There's a whole bunch of them out there. They're voting. They're pulling that our lever every year. They're waving their flag. And they truly, genuinely, and honestly believe that they're fighting for freedom with their our vote. With that Republican vote that they are actually doing their part for freedom. And I'm sorry, my well-meaning Republican friends, but you're not. You are most certainly not voting for freedom or voting for liberty when you pull that R lever. You're it's vote, not what you're, you're voting doing. for a fairly uniform set of values, but liber- claim the claim is liberty, but in reality, it's it's not is it more liberty focused than democrats probably is it is only lip service is it liberty minded as claimed absolutely not is it less liberty focused than the party platform of the libertarian party absolutely not so or it absolutely is sorry um the libertarians are more liberty minded than the republicans i've gotten confused on where i was but uh, not wrong. Here's my counter to that, though. People claim they like liberty, but in reality, if, if, if the last, you know, 15 or excuse me, 13 months hasn't proved anything to you, we're at literally the 13th month anniversary of current apocalypse. Do people really value liberty, or do they really just kind of value safety or perceived safety? It's a good question. I tend to agree with you that they probably don't, but the Libertarian Party needs to call them out on it then. Okay. They need to absolutely Uh, call them out. And if if, if it's true, if it's true, then it doesn't matter. Calling out is not an effective electoral strategy. If people... I disagree. If people... Honestly, I think the American, the spirit of the original American, the American founders is largely dead. And I, I, that... I am just as guilty of this as anybody. The, uh, you and I, I don't know if this is exactly a public conversation, but I know you and I have talked about the, uh, you know, when, I, when COVID first kicked off, I thought a two or three week lockdown starting in mid to late March last year was a, a rational response to it. It was going to have sucky, horrific consequences, but was a rational reaction based on the information available at the time. 
I valued safety over giving people their own choices. Now, in retrospect, as we've gathered more data on the COOF, um, couldn't have been more wrong in the assessment at the time. The information available was close to the reality of the situation. But deadly the pandemic is in current form. Now, over time, they do tend, in general, to become more infectious but less deadly. Infection by viruses is a normal yearly occurrence. It's not the end of the world, assuming you don't die or don't get maimed by it. That's not the end of the world. We're still treating this as a novel virus that we don't know how to treat it clinically, and we don't know what it is. <laughs> Fuck, guys. It's been 15, 16 months since this was we this first rolled on the, on the scene. I, at the time, I lockdowns were at, you know, a, a brief, quick two or three week pause, locking everybody in place is a rational, a rational, pragmatic thing to do. Um, I have fallen short in uh, the goal of liberty. Um, I don't realize how bad I was. But, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that acknowledgement, or if I do. And listen, um, but at the hey, same time, if, if that I, is the case, Josh, hang on though. I'm more introspective about that that sort of thing, or, or philosophical about uh, you know life in general. Just normie, GQ public, American. Do they value safety or convenience? How many people will fully go along with our last episode topic, the vaccine passport? How many people are fully willing to go along with a vaccine passport? They realize it's tyrannical as fuck. But boy, do I really want to be able to go to concerts and sporting events again? Or go on vacation? You know, it's, 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 just, a, it's just a little, you know, it's an extra form of ID. I don't care. I, I, okay, Dorf, there's a brief answer to this. Music. And, and there's, I think that there's a brief answer to this. Interestingly high. Okay, there. Listen, there's a very brief answer to this. Go ahead. Um, okay. Again, I can't say it enough. I'm fighting the good fight on this show, or I'm at least pretending to fight the good fight on this episode. But if what you say is true, and I'm not saying it's not, if what you're saying is true. There is no hope for the Libertarian Party. There's no hope for this episode. There's no there's no use for this episode. What I was kind of get to is like, you know, and so that's 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 fine. No, the, the Libertarian the Party needs to wake people up. We need to wake people up to the importance of liberty and freedom. Okay. How if you, that can't be done, how do if do that it? if that is impossible, well, it's not it's not impossible um, yet. The, know that it's impossible yet. How do you do it? Okay. Because um, if, if if the last year or 13, 14 months isn't touch anything. Bah, ed, sheep. Ed, educate, embrace, compromise. As I stated, you don't own how I don't, don't own media. I, I think, Josh, you don't own media. You don't. Own, you definitely okay. don't own the education system. So how do you get there? What's your okay? Path? Show just show just ended, Dorf. That's it. Show's over. There's the the, the answer to your question is how does the Libertarian Party? Um, you know, break a path, break into the two-party system. You, that was it. That was the show. They don't. Well, 
unless unless you can wait unless you can wake people up unless you can wake people up with knowledge with the, you you actually have to wake them up with knowledge you actually have to hope that there are enough people out there that aren't sheep personal you actually have to hope and this ain't a great message man not not with the the younger demographics man how, how do you overcome that gotta make libertarianism cool bro no you don't no you don't <laughs> I, I know no you don't you don't you don't have to make libertarianism cool by, you have to make it a, right by attempt bingo I was gonna say, by Dorf. to make it cool, you will cheapen it to, and it'll just be libertarianism all over again. Dorf, there's a whole hell of a lot of libertarians born in the last year. A whole lot, and a whole bunch of libertarians who turned into anarchists. the The liberty message is is alive. It really is, and there's more people out there like you. And even more who are potentially willing to take the step away from it than the world is giving credit to. There are more people awake now than there ever were. Thank God. I don't know how there isn't. I, I How anyone lived through the last year and didn't become a libertarian, I have no idea. Or at least but, disgruntled and disaffected to the party. Right. You know? So they they do exist, or if they're out there, and yeah, you gotta hope that people that that people wake up, that people start to care. And if they don't care, and if they don't wake up, then they're then this is hopeless. This is fighting the good fight. The chances of winning this fight okay. are, are are low. This is giving it That's the old true. college try. Well, no, hang on. No, this is being a don't give it the old college try because uh, you know I get a C just for trying, right? No, this needs to be you know being a happy warrior fighting a good fight. Sure, you know, giving it the old college try. The okay, guys, we gave it our best today, but we still lost. It gets you what you've had so far. Okay. Listen, okay. Stop, Another stop thing. Being, if party as a whole and the influential people within the party are satisfied with moral victories you i will take the the libertarian party seriously right now okay the, the another main thing the libertarian party has to do i've i've criticized the republicans and democrats a lot but here's my criticism of the lp they need to stop pandering because oh yeah the, as of right now let's they let's, are let's trying sprink, let's sprinkle in some wokeism like like this last right night. no it's they, like oh, oh come on fuck off no they they try to pander to the republicans with guns they try to pander to the democrats with wokeness and truth is you're the libertarians are like that kid that you pretend like you like on the playground but as soon as it comes time to pick teams you're never gonna pick them you're never going to do it. So quit pandering to the right and the left because they're never going to be your friend. They're stop, never going to help you. Trying to get don't them to don't you. they're never going to like you anyway. Exactly. So don't be afraid to be radical. So many so many libertarian politicians, not libertarians. Libertarians love being radical. But libertarian politicians, they love to pretend like they aren't radical. No. Don't do that. 
Wear your libertarian libertarianism let's, on let's your, your sleeve. Let your freak flag fly. Exactly. Yes. Let your freak flag fly because the Republicans are never going to give you the time of day. The Democrats are never going to give you the time of day when the, it actually the matters. The, the meme phrase, she ain't going to sleep with you, bro. Exactly. Yeah. She's just not that into you. <laughs> She's uh, just not that into you, man. Way of putting it, but yeah. Yeah. So listen, hey, Dorf, I should say this. I know the sun professional say this live, but um, my equipment is uh, um, having it. some uh, battery battery issues. Okay. So um, we'll wrap it up. So if if something if something like that were to happen, I would I, I want that to be known so you can let it know. But um, okay, real quick, Josh, how do you start is, making waves? This is a duct tape production. Never apologize for that. Anyway, uh, how do you start making waves and being relevant? <laughs> being relevant in U.S. politics? So you need. Find the like-minded media. Mainstream media sucks. We all know that. The libertarians know it better than anyone. But get yourself a spot on CNN talking about open borders and tell the people what open borders really means. Get yourself a spot on Fox News talking about the Second Amendment and tell people what the Second Amendment really means. Show the Republicans their party doesn't go far enough, and show the Democrats their party doesn't go far enough. And that's a good point. And and some some groups you outside the LP that you can focus on if you're if big into guns. Uh, the NRA is a fucking joke. Anybody who's serious about that? <laughs> yes. The Firearms Policy Coalition need to pay attention to if you want to be part of a NRA type organization to the gun owners of America. They're and O'Reilly with less boober communism. Uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition, instead of just writing strongly worded press releases that, you know, eh, we're upset about this potential policy position. No, they, they sue people. These are the these are the guys that out of, you know, their own pocket slash donations are attempting to overturn unconstitutional, like currently one of their currently active suits in the federal court in California attempting to overturn their magazine limitations like their magazine limitations because that is a direct violation of the first uh, of the second amendment there that is a that is fighting the good fight those are folks you pay attention to I have some of their merch it's fantastic the next thing they're going to have to action or executive directives and guns that came out this past week about we're going to you know go after ghost guns what they're really talking about is printing or thing under the current law and the way things are written currently you can legally manufacture your own guns out of any method as possible as long as you use them yourself and you don't sell them or transfer them as long as you own them and you're the only one that use them uh, assuming it's not an automatic or, or an SBR, you can pretty much do what you want. That's how you've seen guys. Imagine living in a country. Imagine living in a country where people think it's okay for the government to outlaw that. Yeah, and and for the um, government tells you you're not allowed to um, make something all by yourself and never show it to anyone and use I, it all the, by yourself. The idea of the whole the first generation. The Liberator Pistol Part 2, where it was an entirely plastic gun. It was good for one round, maybe two of 22, and throw it away. That's over, guys. There are entirely 
where is the the prints and blueprints? The guys from uh, a defense, um, is it defense distributor, turns distributed. Um, I forget the guy's name. It's I think it's Andrew something. He's fantastic. Um, has published in one successful lot. I mean, several places have sued him, including the state of New Jersey. You're not allowed to, to publish blueprints to create weaponry in our state, you know, home weaponry. Well, there is a, a blueprint out there that you can create a semi-automatic um, pistol caliber carbine called the FGC-9, standing for Fuck Gun Control 9, as in 9mm, uh, out of that you can pull out of a 3D printer where the printer itself is 200 to $300 depending on the model you select and about maybe $10 in plastic medium and a 15 to $30 trip to the hardware store. You have a pistol caliber carbine, baby. Oh, dude, 3D printing bombs. Like, yeah. no doubt about it. It's it it's off the off the charts. What what's ha what's and happened with that in the last few years? That's out there, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. The whole idea that we want the Biden administration wants a directive to ban ghost guns. It's congratulations, you've you've made hobbyists felons, and you've done jack shit to get the quote illegal guns used in gang violence off or mass violence on right. the street. Hey, uh, I hate to break it to you. Has there been a mass shooting event involving a three D printed firearm yet? Yeah, hey, hey, like, yeah, at least try to stay stay up in the game, like, you know, uh, hey, next time you next time you pull a false flag, um, make them use a three D printed gun. I don't know, I shouldn't have said that. We just get kicked off YouTube. Um, but uh, you know, well, it's not even three D printed. Like the, the original, these guys are, you know, you can make your own mags, you can make your own, which makes effectively makes magazine bans impossible to enforce. Oh, you can, I can't buy it. I'll just make one. Right, right. Now, of course, no, you if know, you Dorf, get found with it, if you get found with it, and you know, but that doesn't mean I can't that's... have forty of them in my safe, fully loaded with ammo. And, and Dorf, what isn't that true about? What isn't that true about? You know, I Nothing. mean, you you have you have a mag, you have a you have a mag you bought legally from the gun store, uh, in your possession in your car you can't have it i mean you can't have anything second amendment's dead but dorf i want to say real quick you well, made anyway, a really FB, good point the earlier see is guys you should pay attention firearms policy coalition they're fantastic um i do own some of their merch i am i do not directly on a monthly basis financially support them uh however big fan um they are you know instead of just bitching about shit and lobbying Air fingers quote. They actually are uh, putting suing people. Yeah, uh, Dorf, you made a really good point early on about the. Um, basically, I'm using different words than you did, but if the Libertarian Party is going to be successful anywhere, they need to go places where the R's and the D's won't win. Well, it's not they, that they the need R's to try out those. Win. It's a, I said the the best probable strategy, at least first term, just bail on the Senate, bail on the presidency, all your eggs in like five to ten congressional races. I haven't done the research to say where I'd say this. Five to ten is just a 
speculative number. No, it's no. I, I agree. You need to. The Republican will 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 never lose. The Democrat, if the Republican dies between you know final date you name to get the name of the ballot and election day, he'll still win. Go to that place, and that's where you run. And you right, run. I, I would have put it as you go to the places where the Republicans and Democrats don't even try. The yeah, places where, 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 yeah, the the national or own character because they've got no shot. You're more right. likely to be able to pick off Republicans due to crossovers and perceived values than picking off a safe like Democrats, where the Republicans have a challenge. I think that's that. I I feel like maybe that's true on a national level, but here where I live in Detroit libertarians do better against democratic candidates where republicans better, don't bother at all better doesn't matter getting getting a plurality well, does right but but if you're going off of your model to say that you have to focus on those races you can focus on those Talking races about a house race in like uh well bad example because they have like one congressperson but I'm talking a house race in Missouri where, you know, voting for a Democrat is sacrilegious and will probably get you exiled from the local church. Right. We're you not need, saying different you need things. You to go there, and, that, and that's the congressional district you run in. We're not saying different things, Darth. We're, we're, we're saying the same things. Like a perfect, there, exa- there's a perfect instances, example. A perfect example. I don't, of, I don't live in Detroit proper. I live, I live outside Detroit. You live in the county. Um, right. The a perfect example of like the absolutely safe congressional district that I'm referring to is like Maxine Waters or Nancy Pelosi. Except you need to do it, you know, from the right side of that perspective. And I can't think of anybody that's so safe like that off the top of my head. But that's that's the kind of place you want to run. You maybe in um, is it Wyoming where Liz Cheney is? Yeah, maybe there. Or Idaho. Um, I'm not sure who the rep from Idaho is because they only have three patrol votes. So they only have one state rep. But Idaho may be the other option. But that that's where you start. Is races like that where the Democrat shot, you attempt to steal one by splitting the Republican vote and winning with 38, 39% of the vote, and you get in there, and that's where you start making waves. The other option, too, is going to places where these candidates who have turned or who are still somewhat popular still hold some weight. Uh, William Weld, libertarian candidate, was the governor of Massachusetts. Okay. Does, who cares, Dorf? Who cares? Who cares? That's, that's irrelevant. Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Mexico. Right. Well, I, I don't I don't think that's true. I actually don't, but um you know. I put it this way, Gary Johnson's more of a libertarian than Donald Trump is a conservative. True, but that's not what that's that that's a, that's an irrelevant comparison. Okay, well I but no more than a non libertarian calling somebody a libertarian. So, okay. So all I have to say about that is yes, I, th- there are there are chances for that. 
the Libertarian Party does not run their national campaigns well. They should run them trying to win the Electoral College or trying to dent the Electoral College instead of trying to win a, a national run a, campaign, run which they cannot do. For the presidency, you need to play spoiler. Yeah. You need to stop trying to play to win. You need to start playing to fuck up. So they have to at least play to your issues. Exactly. Exactly. And they need and they need to team up. They need to team up with the Green Party, who, stop, of stop, course, they have nothing with, in common you with. You have no 50-state strategy here. You need to pick, like, Colorado and go try and fuck shit up there and steal Colorado from the Democrats and Republicans. In 2016, I know we're running out of time here, Dorf. In 2016, Adam Hernandez and I on the EmpireMedia.com did a show where we laid out, listen, Gary Johnson, Bill Weld, they need to be running in New Mexico and Massachusetts. That's it. And they need to be endorsing Jill Stein and pick a liberal state. I don't care. Pick a liberal state where she's doing well. And they all need to be endorsing Evan McMullen in Utah. It doesn't matter if you agree with them. It doesn't matter. You need to be doing that. And then next thing you know, Evan McMullen wins Utah. Jill Stein takes one state. Johnson and and Weld take two, maybe three. Maybe you go nuts. Maybe you take three. Know what? Nobody got 270. Nobody got 270. That just went to the house. Right. Right. You know? But you got to make those deals. Don't be above making the backhanded political deals that the parties that are keeping you under their boot are making every single day. They make those deals like it's nothing. Quit taking the high ground. Fight dirty. Read the Constitution. It spells it out how you have to win the Electoral College and and fight Play from to there. Play the game. Yep. That's, that's, and summary, yes. To win the game. And, and yes, at the end of the day, all you libertarian purists out there who are, no, no, you're not okay with this. Yes, at the end of the day, in that crazy scenario where Gary Johnson becomes president, yeah, Jill Stein's like Secretary of State now. Okay? I know, it sucks, right? But that's the game, ain't it? Play to win the game. You know? Yes, Evan McMullen is your Secretary of Defense now. Because you made a deal with him. You made a deal. And and that's that. You know, that, that that's what you do. That but that that's how it has to be won. You're you're not gonna win this by playing clean. You know? And if people don't want to wake up to it, you got no chance. You got no chance. Turn it in, throw in the towel. <laughs> you know, if so you you gotta you gotta hope. You gotta keep fighting the good fight. You gotta hope that be a happy people warrior. are capable yeah yes yeah that people are capable of waking up personally i want to be an anarchist i want i don't want to do it anymore either but i'm still fighting the good fight i'm still trying to be a happy warrior and and accepting the label of statist because i am still supporting the lp i'm gonna do my best i don't think the libertarian party goes far enough I would love to be the guy that says, no, I don't want to even vote in the system at all. I don't like the system anymore. It sucks. But I he- I'm here. I didn't choose to be here. I I, I want it to be better. So I'm going to keep 
fighting this good fight and I'm going to keep supporting the Libertarian Party and I'm going to hope that other people join me. But that's all I got, though. It's a... It, it's a... It's a tough road. You know? and on, on that note, Josh, I think it's time to end it. Our music is rolling, so thanks for joining us here on the Cookie for episode of the Empire XL podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time, wherever you found us this time. Have a good night, everybody.